Okay, so overnight, last night, Fourth District Courts of Appeal in Illinois decided to issue a um, an order dismissing Governor J.B. Pritzker's appeal of the Sangamon County Circuit Court judge ruling of a temporary restraining order blocking masks from being mandated in Illinois schools. It's not just the mask issue, it's also the exclusion issue where kids were being kept out of class for uh, being suspected of being near a positive COVID-19 patient. Uh, so uh, despite the governor earlier this week saying that uh, JCAR didn't have anything to do with the order, uh, his executive order still stands. That's not the case, according to the appellate court. Uh, so to get reaction to that here this morning, I'm Greg Bishop and talking now with attorney Thomas DeVore. Uh, and Tom, I was just telling uh, one of my colleagues this morning, I don't know how many different news stories I'm going to have you in throughout this week. But to keep <laughs> making news, I mean, I got to I got to get uh, I got to get the, the info from the source. So uh, let's get your reaction here. Uh, overnight last night, just before midnight, they released this opinion. Yes. Well, I, again, I agree with the opinion. I actually, when we were asked to provide supplemental commentary to the appellate court about what we thought about JCAR's suspension, I actually proffered to them that at least as to the issue of the emergency rules, I rendered that question before the court moved because those rules were gone. So by the legislative committee, so, so I agree with them in that regard. And why they didn't really rule on the, uh, the governor's you know, authority under his executive power on the emergency emergency act, they kind of did, even though it didn't directly rule, you know, they, they touched upon in their order in dicta, the governor's suggestion that, well, irrespective of the emergency rules, you know, that's not necessary to effectuate uh, executive order 24. And the appellate court said, we disagree. And, and what that means to me as the plaintiff's counsel is that that's the appellate court telling the governor absent some lawful way for an agency to enforce your policy directives and your executive orders, they're this, that, they're policy directives, and they have no force and effect that can be actually uh, pursued against anyone. So I, again, that's what we disagree means, in my opinion, and to that extent, you've heard me say that for years now, Greg, his executive orders in and of themselves are policy directives, and they don't have any force and effect of law directly. We're talking with attorney Thomas DeVore getting his reaction to the 4th District Court of Appeals uh, shooting down the governor's uh, motion for an appeal of the Sangamon County Circuit Court judge ruling. Uh, and there's a line in there uh, very similar to what uh, Sangamon County Judge uh, Raylene Grishow said in her order uh, about local control. You know, the, the Sangamon County judge said that uh, with it null and void, uh, school districts govern themselves accordingly. Uh, and the appellate court uh, kind of carried that a little bit further, saying that uh, this is up to local uh, decision now. But what does that mean exactly? Well, again, the appellate court didn't carry that anywhere. Keeping in mind, their ruling merely said that the issue before them is moot. That's their ruling. Everything else that they lay out in their order, Greg, again, it's dicta and kind of gives some reasoning, but it, there's no authoritative purpose of any of that. Okay, so in page two, they talk about that they note the language of the TRO. So they're merely saying we've read Judge Grishow's order and it in no way restrains school districts from acting independently from executive orders or the IDPH rules. That's true. And I, and I actually agree that the authority of school districts is independent from all of that. 
But that cannot be read, and again, I think Grishow has made it clear, to suggest that school districts have carte blanche inherent authority to issue mask policies or exclusion policies that violate the due process rights uh, of these children under Illinois law. They cannot do that. Her ruling is clear on that. And the appellate court, again, doesn't even uh, go into that. They just merely say that they have independent authority. I don't disagree with that, but you've got school districts like Chicago trying to say that means we can do what we want. And if Judge Grishow believed that that's what she had ordered, she wouldn't have filed or signed contempt orders requiring them to appear in her court and to answer why they're not allowing the children of this case to go without math. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing, I think, uh, just to better solidify that and people listening uh, to understand, your main argument was that uh, if somebody is going to have to f- be forced to do quarantine issues, be it masking to slow the spread or excluding them from a public place they have a right to be, uh, there are due process uh, rights they have. The local health department works with the courts to have that happen. It's not something that the school district can just unilaterally uh, make happen. Tom, th- all of this, I mean, that seems to be the underlying issue here. Uh, what's next with this case? Of course, the appeals court shooting down the governor's uh, motion for an appeal. Uh, is this going to the uh, to the Illinois Supreme Court? And what about all those other underlying questions? You know, I don't know what the governor will think. Is he going to seek certification from the uh, certiorari, a fancy word, for asking the or the Supreme Court to hear this interlocutory issue? Uh, in the last two years, our Supreme Court's not yet chosen to accept any of these interlocutory matters. So, you know, I, I would hope they would follow that same reasoning should the, the governor try to ask them. But again, I, I think that the governor needs to look at this and uh, and realize that, you know, the jig is up. He just needs to move on and, and you know, do something else. Because these school districts, irrespective of this court case, Greg, I know of hundreds of them that they have they've coalesced in these groups across the state. And I talk to their lawyers. They're not going back anyway. So, again, the governor's lost this battle and he needs to own it. Attorney Thomas DeVore with us at 7.51. I'm Greg Bishop on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, And uh, something else that uh, you're in the news for uh, this morning is you filed a lawsuit against Illinois House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch on behalf of yourself and your state representative, Blaine Wilhauer, because Wilhauer was part of a group of Republicans that were ejected from the House yesterday for not wearing masks. Uh, Give us a, a brief overview here of that case. Yeah, I mean, this one to me is an even easier case than the one with the schools, Greg. I mean, Blaine Wilhauer is my rep. He is my voice in the people's house. And for the the house to pass a rule requiring quarantine, I mean, it's the same analysis, Greg. It's requiring quarantine measures before you can walk into the people's house and participate in government. And if you don't comply with our rule, we're going to throw you out. I mean, there's that's a complete erosion of the fabric of how we govern. And and I'm not going to let my rep be thrown out in the street because he won't voluntarily agree to a quarantine, you know, because again, the analysis that Judge Grishaw did is the same under these facts, Greg, it doesn't differentiate. And so I'm going to bring that action. I'm going to get a restraining order from the court is our, is our intention and get a ruling that says the house of representatives has no more authority to pass a rule than Governor Pritzker does to pass an executive order to violate and vitiate state law that says a citizen doesn't have to quarantine 
you can't punish them if they don't. I mean, you're stripping away people's rights. The whole 107th district has had their voice taken away because my guy, my representative won't agree to their unlawful rule. It's just well, and, then, and really quick, if you could uh, address the issue in 20 seconds, if you can. Uh, Will Howard was allowed to, to take part remotely after being ejected. Is that not enough? Well, no, it's no different than saying, well, a child can come to school uh, remotely if they're you know, excluded. No, I mean, we all know that when it comes to participating in governance, just like when participating in your education, being there in the room, being able to participate and have your voice heard is what's required. And, you know, that in-person participation, we all know is paramount to sitting on a computer screen and having a chance to participate. That's not, you know, you can't just say, well, I can violate your due process rights. And if you don't agree to the quarantine, we're going to send you out of the public building. And this is the people's house. That's not the the, you know, Speaker Welch's house. And so, no, it's not the same thing, Greg. Attorney Thomas DeVore, greatly appreciate your time. It's all the time we've got. We'll definitely be talking again in the near future, all right? All right, sir. Thank you. It is WMAY at 754 from Culver's West on Wabash. Waterburgers and fresh frozen custard. Handcraft.